Hello guys, it's Andrew, and before we get into today's episode, I wanted to let you know that you can find us on most of the socials. You can find us on Facebook at Penguin Stuff Official. You can find us on Twitter at Penn Stuff. You can find us on Instagram at Pens and Stuff Podcast. You can also cop some sick merch on Redbubble at Pens and Stuff Podcast. And you can also support us on Patreon for as little as $5 a month. You can get access to a bunch of cool stuff. And that's at Patreon at Pens and Stuff Podcast. So go do that while you listen to this episode. Now let's go. Welcome back to the Pens and Stuff Podcast. I'm Jim. And I'm Abby. And if you didn't hear Andrew's name, that's because he's not here today. We are uh, flying just the two of us today, and we hope to bring you one of the best episodes ever because Andrew's not here. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Um, we are going to talk some Penguins preseason training camp news. We're going to look at some burning questions that uh, the hockey news uh, put out or is in the process of putting out these articles called burning questions for each of the teams and uh, like I said they're in process so uh, Pittsburgh doesn't have theirs out yet a couple of teams uh, one of Andrew's teams isn't out yet one of my teams isn't out yet Um, but we're going to between Abby and myself we're going to ask each other the same questions and then uh, get our perspectives on those as well so if you are listening thank you so much for doing that we are glad that you have chosen to be with us. Abby is going to share with us some news from training camp from Michelle Cresciolo. I think I'm saying that right. And uh, we're calling this segment Tweets from Camp. So Mm -hmm. Abby, uh, share with us a couple of the things that are going on uh, there at training camp from Michelle. All right, yeah. So these are just two tweets that I saw this morning that she tweeted this morning from training camp September 24th. Um, but she, she's at training camp and she was like watching the practices and then they're like scrimmaging and all of that fun stuff. Um, but the tweet from this morning is quote, captain obvious statement of the day. The captain looks as good as ever. And the chemistry between him and Jake Gensel continues to be fire emoji. Uh, Valtteri Pustin, I was, I promised myself I would get this name right. Valtteri Pustinen, that's his name. Sorry, guys. Valtteri Pustinen is holding his own, playing alongside them. Um, And then she has underneath it a quote from Sully who says, He's a great guy. He has real good offensive instincts. That's a guy that could potentially play an offensive role for us. Um, This tweet just got me really excited because it means Sully's acknowledging the talent and the potential that we have in our prospects and in Wilkes-Barre. And, like, obviously, he's, like, Pustinen has been a prospect like a top prospect for a while for us Mm -hmm. um but the fact that he sully is saying like he could possibly make the jump this year or at least that's what i think he's saying um that just made me really excited yeah and like the fact that he saw that and commented on that and whatever i don't know it just i love to see that it's awesome Mm -hmm. yeah because because we we were talking about um we were talking about the the fact the other day about how uh Sully tends to like when we were winning cups. Um, Sully really had a um, a grasp 
of what he had in the farm system. Exactly. And so we talked last episode about the, the coaches meetings that they had right. uh, that week. And so uh, it seems like they're getting in touch with their younger side, which I think they really need to do. Right. Considering our team is so old. Yes. Yes. It's, it's, it's not great. No, it's not. <laughs> but yeah, so that's really exciting. And then there was one other tweet that I thought was interesting um, from from the Pens Inside Scoop. Mm-hmm. That's her handle on Twitter if you want to go follow her. She's really yeah. cool. Um, but she said, Kasperi Kapanen has made two plays this morning that had everyone here ooing and aahing. He's looking really good. Um, and then she has a quote from Hextall saying, we wanted more from him last year, and I think he'd tell you the same thing. So we expect Cappy to bounce back and be a productive player for us. Yeah, Cappy, Cappy started really, really slow last year. Mm-hmm. I think it was like uh, nine or ten games before he got his first goal. Mm. And then he More than that, really, I then think. Then, of course, he scored, I think, in that one game he got a... Did he get a hat trick? No, he got two. But anyway, I don't um, it's it's one of those things where you you back up and you look at you look at what's going on with with him, and you wonder is there a you know is there a mental issue? Yeah, and and you don't know. Yeah, he only had he only had eleven goals last year. Yeah, and and he had two in one game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and and that's like, oh come on, Cap, we need you. Yeah, because when we, the the year before when he came in, he was he was really good. He looked really good even with Malkin on the second line. Right, he was flying, and I don't know because like you know personal things can happen and they mess with your head and just get into your game or whatever. Or maybe he's just like been like something with his body. Um, physically unhealthy or something that's just been throwing him off his game or like mental health things whatever um but yeah he was not the same captain last year as the year before mm-hmm. um yeah so if he can step it up i wouldn't hate to see it but like i was also kind of anticipating him being part of the trade to get us under the cap you know right like him and one of our other defensemen for some you know picks or something i don't know but um yeah, I just thought that was a really interesting thing. And then she has a quote from Sully where um, he says, We know Cappy's a good player. We know he's capable of more. I've talked to him about that. I've got to do a better job of coaching him, and I'm going to try to do that this year to try and help him. But we believe in him. So, I mean, Sully's even taking partial blame for Cappy's poor performance last year, which I think is big of him. But I don't know. I mean, I guess, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the locker room's like with Sully or whatever, but mm-hmm. anyways, I just, just looking at the numbers between this year and last year, like, last year he had 11 goals, 19, or last year he had 11 goals, 21 assists for 32 points in 79 games. The year before, he had 11 goals, 19 assists for 30 points in 40 games. Yeah. So, like, half the games... Pretty nearly the exact same stats. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's something. There's something. Cappy needs, I mean, the bottom line is Cappy needs to perform better if Pittsburgh's going to make that next step. Yeah. Um, so. Which he, it, he might be kind of playing for his job right now, too. Like, 
if he doesn't step up this year, do you ship him out? Like, I mean, and that would suck to do to him, you know, when he's at his lowest point, you know, like, I don't, he's never played this poorly in his career. Really, I don't think. No. He's never done so bad. Um, so, yeah, I, you, you hate to see it. But hopefully, Absolutely. hopefully for his sake, he can make the next step in his in his game and step it up this year. Would sure, be really good to see. But sure. Anyways, those are the tweets from training camp that I thought were interesting. I, I was I was just scrolling down through uh, her other tweets from today. Uh, she did tweet out here um, about an hour ago the defensive pairings that they're using early in training camp. Um, and they got P.O. Joseph with Chris Letang. That's what they had, yeah. That I I think I like that. I, I think like that'll it be. Too. I think you've got the. Well, sort of. Well, from 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 a from a training camp perspective, right? Because because you're learning, right? And and so I still and think it'll be Dumoulin and Kid Letang will be the first right round pair. I think putting putting Letang and Joseph for training camp because they're such a similar type of player. So putting them True. together True. for training camp is really good because then P.O. Joseph can learn from True. Letang and whatever. But for like sure. I think sure. using that pairing in an actual game. you know, game, game yeah. might be super dangerous yeah. because they are very similar and they yeah. will both jump on the rush and leave your forwards <laughs> to take defense. Yeah. Um so, so which here's is scary, but here's um so to, uh, tomorrow. We're recording this on Saturday the twenty third. Yes. Um twenty fourth. 24th. I'm sorry. So tomorrow Pittsburgh plays a split squad scrimmage. Half the team is going to be in Columbus. Columbus. The other half is going to be in Pittsburgh. Um, And then both teams are going to play. Here's my question then. Um, As we we look at what's coming up in uh, in these scrimmages, um, actually, I want to check something else out. Hold on just a second. Sorry, guys. Um, okay, so we've got uh, these two games, which are split squad scrimmages, in uh, t- tomorrow on the 25th. Then on the 27th, uh, we play Detroit. I think that will be more of a, of a like an actual game game. Yeah. And then uh, I love the split squad scrimmages, though. I right. think those are so fun. And then three three more. Uh, preseason games at Buffalo, at Detroit, and then Buffalo again at home. So, um, and that's that's all in the next two weeks. Mm-hmm. Then we actually start. So we actually have, uh, I think, one more episode. Uh, this is episode five. Episode six will be another preseason. We'll probably do our lines, predictions, and all that. Then we'll start predicting actual games yeah yeah uh, for not next week but the week after yeah so that that's that's exciting that that's is coming so up. exciting um so we're we're excited hopefully andrew will be back for that as well and we will uh really uh have fun with that so yeah i think it's going to be fun to see how um how things shake down for training camp mm-hmm. um it's it's neat to see uh petrie and and uh, and Pedersen, Petey and Petey, Petey and Petey. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, they're they're de- they're on a D line together for, mm-hmm. for training camp, which I think is interesting too because I feel like they're both very defensive defensemen. So I feel like that one's not going to shake out. And or is Petey? 
I don't think Petrie's a super offensive defenseman, is he really? I want to get one of those training camp sweaters. Those are pretty fun. Those are fire. I like the circle with the penguin in the middle. I like that. They have a bunch of those on eBay. I've been looking. They have like practice sweaters, so many practice sweaters on eBay. It's funny. Anyways, that's not what we're here to talk about. Except I do have something to say. So, guys, eBay has a lot of good vintage old hockey apparel. Anyways, so I was looking yesterday because I am a, a newly formed Red Wings fan. I've actually kind of been a Red Wings fan my whole life. Are we really going here? Yes, with this we line? are. We are. So, um, I was looking for Red Wings apparel because it's the one team of mine that I don't have anything for. Like I have a I have a Dallas sweater and a Dallas T-shirt. I have a Anaheim T-shirt, and so I was looking for something Detroit. Um, and obviously, I have a Penguin sweater, sweatshirt, all the things. Um, but. I was looking for something to Detroit, and so I was scrolling through eBay, like, looking for these cool vintage things, and I found this denim button-down that has a little patch that says the Red Wings right on the pocket, yeah. and it was super cool, and I like to layer my clothes, so, you know, it's perfect, and so I put in an offer. It was, like, way less than the guy was asking for, and then he accepted it, and I was like, oh, okay, I guess I'm buying this thing. I didn't expect him to accept it. Anyways, so I bought it, and then I sent my dad and Andrew pictures in our little pens and stuff podcast group chat. And Andrew was like, oh, yeah, that's super cool. It's really nice. And Dad's like, it's really a nice shirt, but it's got a stain on the pocket. <laughs> and and that comment yep. crushed my heart. Oh, it crushed yourself. Me. He's so rude. Look, if you are going to be in this business, He's, you need to get it, some thicker so skin. Rude. That's all I'm doing. Is but I'm you're my dad. Yes, and I, I love you. I can take it from other people, and but I you're my you. dad. Oh, come on. If you can't take it from your dad, who can you take it from? Oh, my word. All right. So speaking of, of tough things and developing a thick skin, we are moving on to our next segment, which is burning questions. Now, uh, the Hockey News, not a sponsor, um, like I said earlier, is coming out with these burning question pieces on each team as we roll to the start of the season. And uh, I thought it would be fun to have us talk about our teams that we're following. Abby is following Dallas, Anaheim, and Detroit. Andrew's following Vancouver, Nashville, and Boston. And I'm following Calgary, Minnesota, and Toronto. So, uh, Abby, are you ready to answer the burning question? <laughs> sort of. I feel like some of my questions are not going to be for fully formulated thoughts. So you might have to walk through. It's all right. It's all right. This is, this is the fun. This is the fun of of the, something like this. Is is you don't. You know, there are uh, questions that will challenge you. And I did, to be uh, to be fair, I did give her the questions yesterday. So she did have time to look at them. So she's seen these questions Yes, before. I have seen them. But, like, to, to develop fully formulated thoughts is something completely different. Fully so bear with me. Fully formulated thoughts. That is a... That is a tongue twister. Fully formulated thoughts. Yes. Yes, sir. It's a good thing you don't have a list because that would have sounded very silly. That is true. All right. So question number one, Abby. For about my Dallas Stars. The Dallas Stars. How much do Jamie Benn and Tyler Seguin have left in the tank? Seguin. Seguin. Sagan? Sagan. Um, Seguin. I hate this question because it makes me super sad. I don't think they have very much left in the tank. I don't think they're going to... I don't think they're going to make a deep playoff run while they still have Ben and Sagan. I don't think they have any chance. One, because Sagan and Ben are so old. 
They're mm-hmm. so tired, and I feel so bad saying that because I love them because they're awesome. But they're so old, they're so tired, and their contracts are ginormous. Yeah. There's, there's like, half their cap space. Not half of it, but, like, a third of it, almost. Pretty close. What's the cap? Uh, 82 okay. million. And Jamie Benz, 12, I think. 12.5. Something like that. Something ridiculous. And Sagan's 9, I think. Anyways, yeah. but they take up a solid chunk of cap for very little performance. Hang on, let me see. How much? How many points did Jamie Benn have last season? Okay, let's see, let's see, let's see. Jamie Benn 18, 18 goals, goals 28 46, assists for 46 points. points and a dash 13 from yeah. your captain Not and your $12 million man. No, sir. I feel so bad for, for, for doing this. But, like, okay, let's look at Sagan's stats. Let's see. Uh, 24 goals, 25 assists for 49 points, and a dash 21 from Tyler Sagan. I Do you realize that, that Dallas is on the hook for Sagan, Sagan, Sagan's uh, salary? I can't, I can't say his name. I'm sorry. Sagan's, uh, they're on the hook for his salary for the next five seasons. And he's not going to get better. He's just going to get worse. Well, and he's, I, o- he's over 30 years old. And he's been injured a lot. Well, he only missed one game last week, last year. Yeah, but the year before, he had like shoulder or knee something. I don't know. He had a lot of okay, issues. Okay, so with that in mind, though, um, there is a uh, there is a, a chance that you know last year the down the down turn in his performance could be to him. Still getting in shape after surgery. Yes, that is possible. So, so I mean, I mean, that's why this is a good question because you don't know. Um, I. How old are they? Sagan is thirty, and Ben is thirty-three. I I would I think Sagan's probably got a better chance at bouncing back more than Ben. Does. That is fair. Yes, but, but but Ben's a professional hockey player. Dang it. And, I, and I, he's a grinder. He's I a like grinder. Him. They don't pay him a lot of money necessarily to score goals either. That's not necessarily... He's he's there to be a big, like a big intimidating presence, which he does. He's a really big guy. He he takes a body. He's 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 a tank. But... Right. Uh, and he's he's got good leadership, apparently, because mm-hmm. he's a captain. And you can tell that, like, the guys respect him. But... Um, also, this is kind of getting into the next question, but like, well, no, just with singularly with Ben and Sagan, I don't, I don't think Ben has enough in the tank to get them deep into the playoffs, unless they do something about the rest of the team around them, which they can't really with the cap space he takes up. Right, but let me just stop you there and and help or not help, but just remind you of something. Dallas plays in the Central. Mm. It is going to be very difficult for Dallas to come out of the Central with a playoff spot. Period. Even if right, that's Sagan what I'm saying. and Ben are fire. That's what I'm saying. So even if they do make the playoffs, they're not going to make a deep run. Right. Probably not. Because Because of you're going to be playing Colorado. You're going to be playing Nashville. You're going to be playing... And if Sagan and Ben are your highest paid players, you're not going to be able to play other young Guys, which is what you need in the playoffs. Guys who have big, uh, more stamina right. and more youth. Well, and if you're already have, spending two mil- or $20 million on these two guys alone. They still have Pavelski? 
So you who put, is also you put, old. You put Pavelski also in that mix, and it's right. like you got to Dallas, Dallas has probably got to be. And then again, I don't know. I haven't it's checked. One of the, they're one of the weirdest they've gotta, teams. They've got to be one of the oldest teams in the league. They're right? they're one of them. We're up there too. Pittsburgh's up there too. <laughs> but um, truth. But Crosby is miles ahead of Jamie Ben. No offense. Yeah. Oh, yes. Always has been. Yes. Okay. Um, but anyways, yeah. So, the Stars are such a weird team. So, I so love them. But that's a good so segue into our next question, burning question. Question number two. How much quality forward depth do the Stars actually have? Oh, I hate these questions. I mean, after Pavelski, Ben, Sagan, and Richardson... Robertson. Robertson. I'm sorry. Which they still haven't signed, so they might not even have him. So is he a free agent? He's an RFA, and they still have not signed him. Okay, so let but, me tell you he, something. Has he gotten any? Has he gotten any offers? I do not believe so. Then, which is weird. But he's not at training camp. You would think you would sign him if you have him on the hook. Sign him so he can be at training camp. Dang it. Okay, so so let's talk about it. Okay, okay. Their top line last year. Was Rope Hints, Joe Pavelski, Jason Robertson. Fire line. It was their best line. It was a very good line throughout mm-hmm. the entire Central Division, let alone like the whole NHL. They were a very, very good line. After that, it kind of falls apart. Because you have Jamie Benn on the second line, probably. Tyler Sagan. You got guys like, uh, you guys, well, they did just acquire Mason Marchment. I don't know what they're expecting him to, to add. I mean, he's young. He's he's good, but not... Mm-hmm. I don't think he's that good. Um, and then they have Jacob Peterson is another young guy that they have coming up the ranks. Um, but other than that, I don't see... They, I don't think their second line... Is as good as some teams' third and fourth lines. Ooh, that's bold statement. I know that's a bold statement. Hot take and right I feel there from Abby. I feel so bad because I love this team, but like you look at other you look at other really good teams, mm-hmm. and I would say there are probably at least five teams in the NHL that have a better third line than Dallas's second line. In my opinion, okay. I think teams like um, Tampa Bay. Oh, yeah. Teams like Colorado, they have better third lines than the second line as far as production and statistics well, and Pittsburgh, stuff like that. that right. And I just, I don't think as a whole, I don't think their team is rounded enough. I don't think their bottom lines produce nearly enough, nearly as much as they need. They can't solely depend on that first line. I remember listening to games last year. Anytime anyone else besides that first line was on the ice, I'd be like, ah, the other team's going to score. The other team's going to score. This is scary, you know, kind of thing. Right. I just, I don't think that they have a lot of quality forward depth, which was the question. How much quality forward depth do they have? I think they have one line of quality forwards, and then the rest are moderately good. The, the, the second line is moderately good, and the rest are average or below. Okay. And so they do not have a lot of quality forward depth. And I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they're going to put Mason Marchment with Jamie Benn, and amazing things are going to happen. I would love that. I would love to see that for them. But I don't see it happening. And I, if you are a Stars fan, I am so sorry, friend. 
because I love them too. I am just I'm just telling it like it is. I don't email us and tell me if I'm wrong because I would love to be wrong. Yeah, we would. So love tell to hear me, your tell comments. me if you have different thoughts because I mean I guess. No, they really don't have anyone else. They've got they got Jacob Peterson, who's really good, but he's up and coming. He's young, and then they've got they've got Dennis Gurionov, Lucas Clendenning. They got I don't know. They got Marion Studenich. Like, have you even heard of these guys? Not really. Like, not that you have to hear of them because I don't think people right. probably have heard of Pittsburgh's third and fourth liners either. But I don't know. They're just they're not. They're not it. They're not gonna get you. So, they're not gonna get you wins. I know, in my opinion, and you can at me. That's fine. I would love to be wrong, but yeah. that that is my opinion on that question. Yeah, I mean, and just like every other team, I mean, you talk about depth and so forth, and you look at that, and and if if something tragic happens, God forbid where a crucial player mm-hmm. goes down to injury, yeah, then you're just screwed. Yeah. Rope Hintz goes down, your top forward is Tyler or your top center is Tyler Sagan. And then they literally they don't have anyone else. Well that's his second line if center. If Hintz goes down, if Robertson goes down, even if uh Ben or Sagan uh, Sagan. S- Sagan goes down or Pavelski, I mean those three, those last three, are old guys. Right. So it's very likely that they could. Mm-hmm. But it'll be interesting to see. So the last burning question, and I know this is one that you're going to love to answer. Oh, yeah. Uh, is this. Can new head coach <laughs> keep the stars in the playoff picture? For those of you who didn't hear it, it's Pete DeBoer. Yes. Formerly of the Las Vegas Golden Knights. I, I, yeah, I'm not sure what happened with him, why he got fired. I just have to say, I'm concerned for Otter because Pete DeBoer has a thing against good goalies. And we all know Otter's a really good young goalie. Okay, time out. I'm scared. I think, I think Pete DeBoer, and I don't know this for a fact, but I think just, <laughs> I think Pete DeBoer had. Something against against Mark Andre Mark Andre Fleury. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it was. I hope so. But anyway, um, this is DeBoer's fifth NHL team. He's got a four-year contract with Dallas, which means nothing. Was he on the Sharks team or the Nashville team that we beat in the in the Stanley Cup? Wasn't it the Sharks? Didn't he coach that team or no? We he, beat him. Yeah, he, he coached the Sharks when the Sharks went to the Stanley Cup final. Right. So he's made it. Right. Has he ever won a cup? No. I don't think so. I mean, he's a good coach. He is a really good coach. He's I'm not going to deny coach. that. He did a lot of good things. Was He he was the first coach that Vegas had. No. Right? No. Oh. Who was the first coach um, that Vegas had? Dang it. I knew you were going to ask me. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. Drug a lot. Oh, yeah. I didn't like him either. Gerard Gallant's a good coach. He's a really good coach. Um, but, yeah, so Pete DeBoer is coaching the stars. Do you think he's going to 
keep Dallas in the playoff picture? I think he is going to do really good things for Dallas, but I think with what their front office has done to them as far as um, their 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 roster, I don't think there's much that you can really do with it. I mean, unless yeah. the the bottom lines, unless he pushes them to be better. If, if he could do that, then I could see them doing something. But their bottom line is also not super young. Their defense is very old, or p- pretty old. They have they have um, Ryan Suter and um, Essel Lindell, who are both not super old, but they're not young. I mean, Ryan Suter's really, old, really, really old. And um, Essel Lindell is 28. So, I mean, that's not super old, but, you know. Um, I just... They lost. They lost John Klingberg. Um, in on the defense. So like, I don't see how this is even a playoff team with a mm. good good coach or not. Yeah. I don't see how this team makes playoffs unless Otter has an outstanding season, which is possible. But like, you can't ride a goalie all the way through the playoffs if you're riding him all season. So like, this is true. So, I mean, if they if they make a wild card spot, I could see him. You know, m- making. A second round exit, probably. They could make it to the second round, is what I'm saying. If, yeah. Anyways, but I don't think this is my answer. Can head coach Peter DeBoer keep the stars in the playoff picture? I don't think the coaching is really going to matter. You think it's more the players? I think it's more the players. They have not really set, they haven't set this team up for success as far as the roster goes, in my opinion. They didn't really make very many moves. They 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 gained Marchment. They lost Klingberg, and then they added some other defensemen. I think that really doesn't make that much of a difference, in my opinion. But yeah, yeah like I don't know. I just I don't see this team making the playoffs. I, I'm I'm looking at their schedule, and uh, there is a. There is a, a, I don't know what you would call it. There are there are about four stretches that I think are going to be critical for them. One is a five-game homestand at the beginning of December where they face uh, Anaheim, Minnesota, Toronto, Ottawa, Detroit. Um, where they are at that time, I think that's, you know... I, I guess what I'm saying is that there there are moments in the schedule where you're going to look at that that particular moment and you're going to say, okay, this is this is going to be telling of where the team is at that particular point. You're playing Anaheim, which is an up and coming young team. Mm-hmm. You're playing Minnesota, which is a rival within your division. Right. Uh, Toronto, which is talent wise, probably the one of the best one teams, of the best in, the teams in the league. Mm-hmm. You've got Ottawa, again, which is an up-and-coming team, and then Detroit, which is another up-and-coming team. So I think that's going to be that's going to be an amazing... Yeah, three, three of those five teams are like one of like the youngest teams in the league, and they're like the oldest teams Dallas is. Right. So. so that's going to be an interesting one. Then there's a road series, a, a road trip that they have in March, um, which most of their games in March are on the road. <laughs> Uh, but they're at Buffalo, and then they go at Seattle. Two games. What? At, why are they? At, well, two games at Seattle, then at Vancouver, Edmonton, and Calgary. So that's 
They go from Buffalo they all go, the way to Seattle. They they play at home on March sixth. Then they're in Buffalo three days later, and then in Seattle two days later. Oh my word! Talk about jet lag. So Gosh. so there's a lot of travel there. That and with the team as aged as it is. Oh yeah. It's gonna be an, that's gonna be an interesting an interesting point. And then they have a two four six eight game homestand uh, end of January beginning of February. Uh, it also covers the the uh, All Star break there. Um, but that should be a very interesting. Uh, period of time for them telling a telling period of time yeah as far as knowing more about where they're going to be so they always play better in american airlines center though they do they 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 play play a lot better at home than away like i would listen to like some of their away games and i feel like they didn't win very many away games last year yeah just in general which is not good (laughs) no obviously but like just like the fact that you you can't and that's just, I don't know if that really means as much, because, like, but, like, if it's the travel, if they have a hard time with that, because they are so much older. I don't know. It's just, it's weird. We'll see. We'll see. I, I, I hope good things for them. I hope that I'm wrong about all of these these things, but I don't think I am, which is tragic. But, anyways, so if you're if you're a Dallas fan, don't lose heart. Your team will be good eventually. At some point. At least you've won a cup. Yeah. That's more than some teams can say. So. Yep. <sighs> okay, okay, now now that I'm depressed, your turn. My turn. <laughs> okay, are you going to ask, ask yes, me questions? Yes, your Minnesota Wild questions, good sir. Yes. All right, first question. Will the Wild's new goaltending duo of Flurry and Gustafson pan out? Yeah, I was I was looking at that and I was thinking of I I actually read the article on some of the points that um, who is it that writes these? Uh, Adam Proto Protow. I can't. I'm sorry if I'm butchering your name. Not that you're actually listening. <laughs> um, but uh, he says that um, you know with Cam Talbot. Uh, he was not willing to share the load with Mark Andre Fleury, so mm. they shipped him off to Ottawa in return for Gustafsson, which is their which was Ottawa's number two. So Ottawa actually is is working with two brand new netminders because uh, they shipped Murray off to Toronto. So um, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, Fleury's going to be the number one guy. Oh, There's for sure. no doubt about Absolutely. that. Absolutely, barring injury. Um, or a complete collapse, not that I think he would. But I think the Wild are going to be focusing on, um, uh, really, with, with and of course, Marc-Andre Fleury is, is 37 years old. Yeah. So I think he will probably get a little more than half the games. I think he'll probably play in like 55, 56 games, start 56 games. And Gustafsson will will start the rest of them. Um, you know, uh, what would that be? Thirty two games, roughly. You really think they're going to split it? That I think so. Uh, well, I think I think uh, I don't I don't think Mark Andre Fleury at thirty seven is going to be able to play more than fifty six games. Stranger things have happened. I mean, look at Mike Smith last year. He's like forty. 
He started almost all the games and ended. I don't know. I don't know. It, it, it'll, it, it ought to be. It, it, it'll be interesting. Um, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just. But but again, uh, Minnesota's also playing in that central division, same as Dallas, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting it's gonna be an interesting uh, it's gonna be an interesting thing. And again, if if Fleury gets injured, now Gust- Gustafsson is your number one. And that that might not mm-hmm. that might and again that's a big if. Okay, I lied to you. Mike Smith only played twenty eight games last season. Okay. Anyways, thank you for lying to me. I appreciate. Sorry, it, it was an accident. Makes me feel like you love me. Okay. <laughs> I mean, he made it all the way to. <laughs> but the- I don't know. If, I mean, with with Flurry being as old as he is, yeah, you just no, never know how that's going to pan out. Oh yeah, for sure. Especially since his last two seasons have been really. Eh. Iffy. Well, his la- last season. Last season. The was season iffy. before, he won the Vesna Trophy. So. <laughs> and then didn't start because. Anyway, we're not even going to go there. Um, Pete DeBoer. Let's <clears throat> let's let's go to the next one. <laughs> next question: Can the Wilds youngsters up front provide the energy and support on offense for the Vets on the back end? No Fiala this year, 8 of 12 forwards under 25, and 4 of 6 defensemen are over 28. Yeah, that's going to be that's gonna be interesting. I don't know. I think, um, I think uh, Everson, uh, the, the coach for Minnesota, is going to have a... He's... He, it's... He's going to have a tough time mm-hmm. um, because you've got the the youth and inexperience on the front end, which is yeah, and you got the age, the the experience, but the age on the back on end. The back end, yeah. So who knows? I mean, it might be, it might be, it works out. Yeah. Um, but it'll be it'll be interesting to see because the. Um, in my opinion, defense wins championships. So if your defense, that's true. If that's your true. defense stands tall and helps out, and maybe even um, helps these youngsters understand how to play, mm-hmm. um, it might be it might be that Minnesota surprises some people. I I think they have a potential. I'll just say that with the with. You know, and again, going back to the first question, if Mark, if Mark Andre Fleury plays like Flower uh, of old, mm-hmm. then this team, then, yeah. this team could. This I'm going to say, I'm going to say, this team has the possibility of winning the Central. Even, That's fair. Yeah. Even with mm-hmm. even with Colorado, even with St. Louis, I think these two teams. I, I think. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think, I think St. Louis, Colorado, and Minnesota are probably a lock for the playoffs. I think those three really? teams. You don't think Nashville's going to do anything? I think Nashville. I think Nashville would be better than St. Louis. I think I think Nashville, and we'll we'll talk with Andrew when he comes back next week about Nashville. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Nashville is. I, I Nashville is to me is so. Iffy. 
Yeah, there's there's so many. <laughs> They're very up and down. Yeah, streaky in the words of Vander. <laughs> right, but it's it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens. I'm I'm looking at the Wilds roster, and it's such an interesting, like it's kind of an eclectic group of players, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like all these different guys, and then like Mark Foligno is their oldest forward at 31. That's mm-hmm. wild. Oh, that's not true. Matt yes. Zuccarello is their oldest forward at 35. Yes, that is wild because it's the Minnesota Wild. It is wild. the Minnesota Wild. And then and then Mark Foligno at the 31. Of, but the then there's no one else. Everyone else is under 20. Or under 30, I mean. In their 20s. That's crazy. And then, like, your first line center is Freddie Goodrow. Like, what? That's so funny to me. Anyways, but if this team can do it, like it's such an interesting group of people. I think it's so funny, but I like it. Mm-hmm. I've I've always kind of liked the Wild, so yeah. I found a Jason Zucker jersey the other day. Oh, I showed it to you. You did this morning. I I found a Jason Zucker jersey. It was their, I think it was a a Winter Classic or something. It was a special kind of jersey that they had. It was like a baseball looking jersey, cool. and it was really cool. Anyways. I've been scrolling eBay, if you can't tell. <laughs> it's not good for my wallet. You, you want to ask me the last okay. question? Yes, there is one more question, isn't there? Mm-hmm. The last question. Does good health mean a lot to this wild team? Yes. Oh, I, I think that's a stupid... I mean, I no think it means, it means a lot to any team. <laughs> I think good health means a lot to any team. But I think especially... I think, I think it does mean a lot to the wild because there are... Uh, that that they they've they have a history of injury, right? Um, a lot of their teams uh, players haven't played a full season. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm looking here. Uh, it says here that none of Minnesota's top six defensemen played more than seventy three games last season, and four played sixty six or fewer. Uh, four of the Wild's top twelve forwards only played seventy games or fewer. And six missed at least eight games in the regular season. So it's it's difficult for any team to gel if you're not playing if you're not together. playing together. Mm-hmm. So so any team would have problems if there's no not good health. But I think I think for Minnesota, especially with the young guys up front, right? If they don't have cohesion then that's going to be a problem. Right, because they're still just getting their grip on playing in the NHL, period, you know? Because some of these guys have only played, like, one or two other seasons in the NHL, like Kaprizov included. This is only his third year in the NHL. Right. So, yeah, that'll be interesting. Yes, indeed. All right. Good segment. Yay. All right. So, let's move on to our last segment here and talk a little bit about... um, Oh, I had something, but I lost it. Oh, no. And it was good. You didn't write it down? I didn't write You're it down. You silly goose. I am a goose pickle. I didn't say goose pickle. I just said you silly goose. Oh, my goodness. Well, I guess we're going to call it a day. We could. Yeah, 45 minutes. That's a good That's a good uh, podcast length, I think. <gasps> I just opened Twitter. Look at this picture. Uh-oh. 
It's a baby blue jacket. It's so cute. It is. It's a, the Columbus. That's good. That's good podcast. It's true. People can't see. Look at this what beautiful picture. At. No, it's just a picture <laughs> of a little child in a Columbus blue jacket garb. He's probably not even. Two. Yes, we we don't consider that Anyways. child abuse as much as capitals little babies and capitals flyers. or flyers garb. <gasps> you know what I saw on eBay? I have no idea. I saw a Jeff saw Carter eBay. Flyers jersey. Jeff Carter started his career with the Philadelphia he did. Flyers, and it made sense actually. Well, you know Jeff Carter. Uh, let's talk Jeff Carter for a second. Okay. I think um, just to give you a quick hot take, I think Jeff Carter needs to step up his game this year as well. Absolutely. We talked about Kapanen earlier. I think Jeff Carter is another one of those guys who really needs to come through, he, anchor that anchor that third line, and really bring uh, bring some. What's the word I'm looking for? Stability, maybe. Yeah. Some production, right? Um, who's who, playmaking? He who, just needs to make. Good who's plays. likely on that third line with him? Um, you think? I would say probably Heinen. Agreed. Heinen and Kapanen. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Heinen and Kapanen with um, Zucker and Raquel with Malkin on the second line. That's what I would say. Okay, so you think Zucker, Raquel, and Malkin on, on the second line? On the second line. And then Kapanen, Heinen, and Jeff on the third line. Um, okay. Talk about the beautiful blonde flow line right there, but... <laughs> Um, that's true. Yeah, I think I think that would be a good line because both Heinen and Kapanen are pretty fast and pretty pretty young, and and pretty good at like making quick decisions and taking, you know. I think they'll balance out Carter's old slowness a little bit. Not that Carter's a bad player; he's just older and he's slower. Uh, yeah, but there, there's a there's a problem. When you have a slow guy on a fast line, right? Because he can't keep up. Yes, but also he's the center. So if you can, I feel like more, more times than not, you're going to get two-on-ones anyways. So if he can make a breakout pass and Heinen and Kapanen are up on the wings and That's can true. get the two-on-ones. That's true. Because the center is supposed to be more defensive anyways. Okay. Well, I think it'll, it'll be interesting to see. To me, that makes more sense. Like, if you had a slower winger, that wouldn't make as much sense. But I feel like the center sets up plays more often than than not. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I could be all wrong. I don't really know hockey strategy all that much, but... We'll see. Anyways. Otherwise, I think if, if Carter doesn't step his game up, I think you put him on the fourth line and bump Teddy back up to that third line. Because, I mean, it... Carter's old. Mm-hmm. You can't necessarily be playing him as many minutes as he used to be able to play. That's just how it goes. Mm-hmm. And, like, if he can get five to seven minutes of quality production every game, do that instead of tiring him out with, like, 10 to 12 minutes every night. You know what I mean? I do. Like, just get quality production from him over quantity. Okay. So, don't be afraid to put Carter on the fourth line. That's just what I have to say. <laughs> That's... That's fair. All right. Well, that does it for this episode of the Pens and Stuff podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Abby, where can they hit us up at? You can email us at penguinstuffofficial at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at Pens Stuff, or you can find us on Instagram at Pens and Stuff Podcast. 
We hope that you will hit us up and let us know that you're listening. You can also look at it, look us up on Patreon. You can also uh, subscribe, like, follow this uh, podcast. Give yes. us a review on Apple Reviews. We would love that. We would love to hear what you think about our podcast and share it with your friends. Absolutely. Share it with everyone you know, everyone who is a hockey fan, not just a Penguins fan, because we love Hockey. Yes, sir. And next week, we will be talking um, more of these burning questions. We will also be talking with Andrew. He will be back next week. And we will also be talking about actual game footage that we've seen from camp, preseason games. Guys, Penguins hockey starts tomorrow. And we will also begin to look at... uh, Prediction contest. Yes, sir. We're going to be looking at what that's going to look like. And ah. listen, if you would like to uh, join us in our in prediction, our prediction contest. contest, join our Patreon. Because even for as little as $5 a month, you can be a part of our prediction contest. And we will... It's $25 a month for the prediction contest. Is it? Yeah. Sorry. I'm a $5 liar. a month gives you more exclusive content, though, if you would like to come and... Support us. $25 a month gets you to be a part of the prediction prediction contest. contest. Okay. All right. So there you go. Um, (laughs) Thanks for listening. Thanks for uh, being a part of what we're doing here. And we sure hope that you enjoy it. For the Pens and Stuff podcast, I'm Jim. And I'm Abby. Let's go, Pens. Let's freaking go.